You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. This episode is brought to you by Wisconsin Cheese. There's a reason when you think of Wisconsin, you think cheese. Cheese is a huge part of Wisconsin's history and future. In Wisconsin, the state of cheese, the tradition of cheesemaking excellence began 180 years ago, before Wisconsin was recognized as a state. Immigrants traveled to settle in this lush, green hills of Wisconsin, bringing their cheesemaking traditions with them. These storied skills combined with the freshest milk available created a cheesemaking culture that is uniquely Wisconsin. Wisconsin's 1,200 cheesemakers, many of whom are third and fourth generation, continue to pass on old world traditions while adopting modern innovations in cheesemaking craftsmanship. Find your next favorite cheese at wisconsincheese.com. I'm Peter Reinhardt, and welcome to Pizza Quest. We are at the International Pizza Expo in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, we've, I've been here but the last, with, with Liam, our producer, for the last two and a half days, talking to a lot of interesting people, including two more very interesting people uh, who are going to be carrying the banner of Texas for us in this episode. We're talking about not Texas pizza, but pizza in Texas with Nicole Bean and Derek Sanchez, who both have two you know, fabulous places. One in Houston. You're in Houston, Nicole. Derek is in San Antonio, where, and where we first met when I was there doing something—a class at one of the cooking schools—and yeah. and and you had just recently opened. Uh, we're in a food truck. We started in the food. You truck. were in a you were in a food right. truck at that time. Down and, by the river. And since that time, we have uh, one of your recipes in the new Pizza Quest cookbook. So, and that is the Rita Bella Pizza Altaglia. Right? Am I saying That's Italian right? right? Do I say yeah. Pan, 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 I, I Roman style like pizza in a pan. I always feel like I get the uh, the the pronunciation of these things wrong. You look yeah, good a, doing it though. It's a, Peter, yeah, I just, just play. You know. I'll pretend. Yeah, I should just pretend that I'm saying it right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a Roman style pizza uh, with. Uh, I think the the most memorable thing for me about this pizza is the, it was it wasn't there a bacon. Um, Bacon. Let's see. Yes, it had smoked pepper bacon on it. Smoked pepper, you know? but we have what, what do we call it? We give it a name. The um, the bake smoked black pepper bacon, uh, and then we mix it with apricot preserves, and it right. turned into something like a like a marmalade, almost a bacon marmalade. Right. So anyway, it's a really cool pizza. It's beautiful. Well, I'm looking at the picture of it right now. So we'll get you talking about it a little bit, Nicole. I didn't have a chance to meet you. And talked to you before this book came out, so we we, were, we focused on people that I'd already, you know, interviewed before. So we got Derek in the book, but next time we have to get you in Pizza Quest number two. She's way more interesting than me, man. So Nicole is an award-winning <laughs> pizza maker, international. Both of you are on the on the uh, pizza champions team, so you're competition makers as well as op- restaurant operators. Right. So let's talk. Well, let's talk about first of all. We'll come back to this pizza in the book, and I'm going to... There's a lot of background noise because we're still at the expo, and of course, they don't care that we're recording right now. They just are on the PA system, and um, and so, but it's not going to... Hopefully not disrupt us, so we'll just ignore all that. So, Nicole, talk, let's t- tell us about what you do in, in Houston, your place, and then Derek will talk more about, uh, about your place, and then we'll take it from there. Okay. Uh, I have two pizzerias in Houston. Two. Yeah, we do... Uh, we started as Neapolitan, and... Uh, Launched Detroit Style Pizza about 
six years after we opened. Really? And then uh, now we serve three styles, New York, Neapolitan, and Detroit, as well as gluten-free. Um, so I'm, I'm going to come back to that in one second. Can sure. you put this on pause? Uh, can't pause it. You good? So... Tell me about, when did you get into Detroit style? About six years ago? Yeah, about six years ago. Uh, we had a lot of, <laughs> I guess, complaints rather than requests uh, that there wasn't sufficient amount of toppings on our Neapolitan pizzas, which, as you know, Neapolitan pizza is not meant for a lot of toppings. Correct, yeah. uh, There's a lot of education involved with, you know, training our customers about what, Neap what Neapolitan pizza is and uh, how it should be eaten and so on and so forth. And we kind of got tired of telling people no, you can't have anything. And I wanted to tell people, yes, you can have whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and thus, yeah, the Detroit pizza, which <laughs> that's the Detroit loves pizza. toppings. We thought it was a, we thought it was quite interesting. We we came about it um, through a, a demo that Tony was giving up in New York. This was before the Atlantic City show started. We that was oh, the first time I had yeah. actually met Tony, and uh, my brother and I were up there, and he was doing a grandma pizza, and we were like, "That's pretty cool. Like, that would hold a lot of new toppings. Like, that would hold sufficient amount of toppings that people couldn't bitch and complain about." Right. And uh, then we kind of heard through the grapevine about Via Three One Three opening in Austin, and that was kind of our first time seeing these pan style pizzas, and uh, we we felt like we were very unique and what we were doing at the time for Neapolitan pizza back in 2011. Right. Um, and Detroit kind of fit our motto of just kind of, you know, being unique and something different. Uh, we named our pizzeria Pizarro's pizza. Pizarro's, it's the word yeah. bizarre and pizza in one. So it uh, kind of just fit our shtick. Yes. And it, it, it stuck. So you were making the, the Neapolitan pizzas at Pizarro's. Mm -hmm. Did you, did you actually introduce the Detroit style Pan pizzas at the same at the same restaurant or a different same, restaurant? Same restaurant. We had um, just before we launched Detroit, we had just opened our secondary location, oh. and uh, it so was another Pizarro's. Yeah, uh -huh. it was much larger, like double the size. So we had plenty of room uh -huh. and space. So we started it there, and our original location uh, remained Neapolitan for a couple years up until we could get out of our lease and move into a larger space and finally add it, which happened in 2018. How how do the sales compare now? Has the public come over to the to the square pies? Yeah, it's, it's to quite interesting. Uh, now that we have three different styles of pizza, um, if we like, if we didn't look at it with like a lunch special, um, all three pizzas would be pretty e equal all the way through as far as sales go. But because we do a lunch special specifically with Neapolitan. Obviously, Neapolitan still weighs a lot heavier. Um, it's obviously the fastest pizza, so you get in, get out, get along your, you know, get along your way and yeah. keep going. But yeah. uh, we've had a lot of people. Detroit's picked up a lot in the last year, even. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. It's interesting, isn't it, how that that style kind of got got exposed to the greater public through shows like the Expo, where people, where people like Sean Randazzo were mm -hmm. winning awards, and and then all of a sudden. Now everybody's making them, and and then and then Roman style as well introduced. I, at least I saw them introduced here in mm -hmm. terms of, you know, kind of going, aha, wow, this is a really cool stuff. And Derek, you're doing the same thing. You you did you're doing the the Roman style 
again, square style rectangular pizzas. We do. We kind of, I kind of got away from Roman just because of the general populations are very educated in it. Yeah. But we're using our Roman style dough for our Detroit's. So it comes so, out really light and fluffy and airy. And, and they're, they're similar, but slightly different in concept. But the right. Detroit's kind of what's got traction the most right now. Yeah. Roman is still waiting for that big breakthrough moment, I think, yeah, nationally. I yeah. yeah. I agree. It's I think it'll hit later, maybe. Yeah, I think I so. I think Tavern is really going to be a Right now, thing. doesn't See, it seem like I've been, like, like Cracker Thin, and I've done several pop-ups in my store, and people still, like, ask when we're going to do another one. Yeah. But I, for years, I've been like, this is going to hit, it's going to hit big, and I'm just, like, waiting for it to happen. And it's, and it is happening. Yeah, the, the, the tavern pizzas are happening yeah. big time. And, uh, and when we say, when we say that, of course, by the time people hear this, they may already be, no, but there was big, <laughs> what was the article was in, syndicated all over the country. I don't know if it started in the New York Times or Chicago paper, but, yeah. uh, there's we, whether it whether a tavern pizza is a Chicago pizza or whether it's a Midwestern style. Good. It's or, there's some dude out there going, I told you it would catch on in 2025. <laughs> I've, been doing, I've been doing this since 1982, right? That's right. Yeah. And then there was Shakey's pizza and, yeah, and, oh, and yeah, straw pizza, pizza back yeah. in the 50s. They were doing it way back then because so the, the different terms that they've gotten like parlor pizza. Yeah. And then thin crust and bar party, pizza, party cut, party cut with yes. that square cut, yeah. and then there's St. Louis style, which is oh, not much I different. It's in its own. Yes. It's in the similar category. Oh yeah, it is absolutely. It's still cut like in squares. The only difference with St. Louis is the crust is just like slightly softer than like a Chicago. But, uh huh. Um, the Prevel cheese is like really. That's good, weird. right? Oh. Yeah. Do you like you guys like Prevel? For I'm for for, for a few years there, uh, anyone who was not from St. Louis would kind of turn their nose up at Prevel. Go oh they use that that horrible provolone cheese and I'm going what do you mean horrible how horrible can it be it's like provolone it's it's yeah. uh, what is it it's cheddar it's whatever it's a it is sourness it's a combination to it. it kind of blends with sweet if you had some so, sweet on that pizza it's really so delicious. it's back provolone oh, yeah. is back in a big it. way yeah it. so it's funny what what is old is new again and now it goes it seems that way yeah. I'm old I'm feel new again <laughs> you're you're you will constantly be new well all we all have to keep reinventing ourselves yeah, anyway right. you know? so and that's the the, the story of pizza so. So, you're doing you're focusing on two styles right now, uh, Neapolitan. What's the third? New York. Oh, you're doing New York yeah. stuff. And have you always done that, or did you bring that in somewhere uh, along the way? We brought that in about a year after the Detroit. <laughs> See, so, like, so we're we, reinventing we ourselves. All like, okay, Detroit went well. We can finally do New York. And the and really the public tells us where to go, right? Because they know we, they know yeah. what they want and what. We knew we knew where we needed to go, but we knew that if we went that route right away, it we would no longer be Neapolitan pizzeria. And it just made sense to wait and offer it at a later date and see how it went because we didn't want to cut off Neapolitan. We're Neapolitan pizzeria. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it was just it was it was a transition that just made sense. Interesting. And and and, and Derek, uh, what style of pizza are you making at your place? We do mainly New York, but uh, we we do Detroit and Grandma's. New York, Detroit, Detroit and, and Grandma. So that's another square pie, Grandma. Yeah. And that's coming back. You know, that's coming in. It's not. I can't say it's coming back. It's never gone away. But it was always, again, more regional. And now it's becoming national. Well, fried bread with cheese is delicious, right? We're <laughs> frying a bread in a pan. In a pan. That's, that I think oily, that's what makes the Detroit pizza you know, wonderful too. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's really, it's a really hearty pizza. You can pick it up and eat it with your hands. It's and delicious. You can put a bunch of toppings on it, right? Yeah, and your pizza is sure. named Mia Marcos. Right. Can, for the for our listeners, can you 
tell them where that name derived from. I named it after my children, my daughter and my son, Mia Mi- and Marco. And Marco. Not Marco's Pizza, Mia and Marco's. We're going to have to change the name a little bit, tweak it a little bit, because we get a lot of people calling. Because of Marco with an apostrophe, right? right. Marco's. That's right. I yeah. think we're going to go to like Mia Marco's Pizzeria. We're called Mia Marco's Pizza right now. We're going to mess around with the name so people don't confuse us with Marco's Pizza. Yeah, because Marco's is, well, the, the, the national Marco's, uh, gets very touchy about anyone using the name Marco. Oh, we know. And yes, as as <laughs> as, as our friend as, as our friend Mark knows in Denver, Mark at, at uh, Mark Marco's coal-fired pizza. He has had a fight going with them about can I, you know, I'm going to change my name to not Marco's. Pizza. And it, and it, yeah, and it doesn't matter if you had it first. If if somebody's bigger than you, they're going to kick you around about it. You know. It's just mm-hmm. so silly. I mean, like I'm thinking of how many name. sales did I get them. You they know? associate us. Uh, they, you know, we're really good pizza. And then, oh man, let's go to Marco's and they go have their pizza. We've gotten some bad reviews. Like, what do you? This is world class, right? I'm like, yeah, we're world. You know, it's good. But pizza. they weren't talking about you. They were they're talking about another Marcos, place. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I want to kind of move around the name. But. Well, you, you, we all know the story about how McDonald's did the same thing to the original McDonald's that was there years before McDonald's became McDonald's, and they were located somewhere in Southern California, and they made them shut down. They they, they just harassed them legally until they had to give up the, the name, yeah. even though they had it first. So branding and names are kind of a, I mean, not, it's not fun to talk about because it's just a kind of a messy part of yeah, the yeah. litigious American society that we have. Interesting. It is. It unfolds a lot of really interesting things, and it really unfolds the way, like, people, like who they are as a person. Yeah, yeah, true. So at Me and Marco's, you're doing, again... Uh, you're doing Detroit, Detroit Grandma and New York style. Mainly New York style, mainly York rounds. Style. And are you in brick and mortar now? You're not in the truck We are brick and mortar, yeah. I'm and not in a trailer down by the river anymore. I know, that was like, but it was a great launching pad for you. These are called the incubators. Better than know. my garage. Definitely we started in our a, garage, it was the in next our house, step. dude. Yeah, you were. My wife said, "Get out of here! You're crazy. You got to quit selling pizzas out of our garage. You're a doctor, damn it! What's wrong with <laughs> That's you?" That's right. In fact, let people know that you are a doctor. In fact, I, uh, tell people about your your medical background. So I'm a PhD in research and evidence based medicine, and then I'm a physical therapist. I'm a spine and joint specialist. And are you still but practicing? And, I am. And you still have cl- am. Uh, patients and clients. And Plenty. <laughs> I have a lot. So. Hey. I do that, and then my side gig is, uh, because insurance companies don't pay us, my side gig <laughs> is pizza. But my love is pizza. Yeah. My love is my wife, of course, but my love is pizza. But your, and, but uh, your passion for pizza trumps your passion for even for the oh, yeah, for, man, for working with insurance companies to get paid. Oh, you know, exactly, you know, that, that right, yeah. exactly. Um, but I love helping people. You know, it's something I, uh, I think I'm pretty good. I've been doing it almost 30 years. So uh, just my body's wearing out, and Doe doesn't complain very much about pain. So, <laughs> Not that we can hear, anyway. Yeah, not that yeah. we can hear, but uh, I have a lot of fun. I love the science of it. I think my friends know. Uh, yeah. I, I really dig in. I think you know. I really yeah. dig into the science of Doe. And yeah, the, the, just a few of us who love to geek nerd, out on, that, on the science side. Straight, goofy nerd. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, that's all I like it, man. It's fun. Well, and, and how about you, Nicole? Uh, uh, you, you, before you got into pizza, what was your uh, I was working retail. I was pursuing my fashion merchandise. So uh, <laughs> I, don't, so I am lying. not. I'm not. Uh, I was pursuing my fashion merchandising degree. I wanted to, um, wanted to work my way up in corporate. I enjoyed doing uh, displays. The window displays were like my ultimate goal is doing something like that on Fifth Avenue. Cool. Yeah. Were you also modeling? No. no. <laughs> I did a I did their, a teeny that's their tiny fantasy that you were modeling. teeny tiny stint of modeling, and my mom was so proud. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but no, but, not, not but, a model. But you were in the fashion business, fashion world. I was in fashion and world. And so what pulled you out of fashion and into pizza? My dad opened the pizzeria and uh, yeah. So he asked me over pizza one night if I wanted to join the family business. And I said, no, I don't want to be a part of a family business. And I absolutely don't want to do restaurant because I have zero experience and I find that completely awful. Um, and yeah, I just got drug into it and I really, I haven't really looked back, honestly. That's incredible. Yeah. So you, so like a lot of people, you, you sort of get in it and then, you know, before you know it, you're like down the rabbit hole and you don't, you don't want to get out of it. Well, I mean, like, here's the thing. I love the fact that I still get to do stuff with my hands. Um, I'm, I'm more physically with my hands now than I was in, in retail. And then also like, there's still that customer aspect, the customer relationship aspect that I still enjoy. Um, even though it's not always awesome because people like to complain. But um, I, I think what really kind of kept me in here was those days of people saying, like, I really love your pizza or, like, the stories of people saying it took me back. Like, we had one um, older gentleman one time a couple years back who was, like, nearly crying at the table because he had one of our Neapolitan pizzas and was telling us that it took him back to, you know, his grandmother yes. in Naples. Yeah, touch that uh, yeah. cord. And Jesus, I was like, okay, this is this is where I need to be. But you don't have to convince people to eat, you know? You yeah. don't have to tell them that they look good in pizza, you know? Trying to get people to buy things as far as, like, pants and shoes and clothes. It's, it's, it's all very cosmetic. It's a sale than selling uh, yeah. fashion and merchandise. I, yeah. I've always been a very honest person, and I... You know, I tell people very honestly, I'm like, are you really going to wear it? Because it really, I mean, I was selling a $150 pair of jeans. Like, are you really going to wear a $150 pair of jeans? Like, honestly, are you going to wear this outside of it's cute today in the fitting room? Because I always had, like, buyer's remorse. So you're, so you're, you're breaking the rules of sales there by... By, yeah. uh, by giving them a reality check. And so oh, my boss didn't like it, but I still, on, I was yeah. a really great salesperson. But the thing is like, you don't have to convince people to eat because it's a necessity. And I think that's what is so great about this industry is that it's, it's a necessity. And pizza is, I think a love of everybody's. If you don't like pizza, I'm sorry, we can't be friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so you found something that you love doing and found out surprisingly surprisingly how good you were at it what i guess you, yes into, how did you get into like competition pizzas and and joining the the, the, the team the, my the brother started team. competitions first and um at the same time that we had met uh tony at that little place in new york i'd also met laura that same day and laura Meyer, yeah, yeah we became friends and uh we started i started seeing her more and more at like the competition so she finally one day was like are you just gonna sit here and watch your brother compete or are you actually gonna do it because i think you should she was like really egging me on she's like please don't let me be the only woman continuing to do this right um so that's kind of how i started my journey of of making pizzas competitively and uh the first time i did it was a nervous wreck and then i did it and i was like this is kind of fun yeah so it just pushes you, you pushes you. It. Yeah, it pushes your boundaries and I think that's kind of what we all love about it. It's like it's this thing that we get to kind of showcase of like look at this cool thing that I've just done and you get to share it with everybody else and someone will take it back and put it on their menu. So where probably. is where is competing taking you over the years to, in terms of seeing the world? Um we've gotten to go to Italy. 
um, a lot of a lot um, throughout the U.S. We've gone to quite a few places. I'm hoping it takes me a, a few more places you, around the world. When you go to Italy for competitions, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. And, and um, mainly what? Uh, Parma or Naples? Parma. We're or? going to Naples this year. Um, there. There was another one that was in London a couple years back, but just didn't work out for my schedule, which I was kind of sad about because London, I've not huh? been to London That's yet. That yeah, but cool. would be really cool. It's, it's, we are, when we say pizza competitions, no one's thinking London, but London is becoming quite a pizza. Yeah, I mean, they're uh, having quite this place. interesting turn of events as far as pizza goes because I've garnered a lot of friends from the UK in the last few years, and it, there's, a, there's a surgeon's coming. And you've won medals at some of these competitions, right? Um, I have not won anything for pizza yet. I won one year for... Um, for fashion merchandise? No. Uh, <laughs> what was it? For the, for the Caputo Cup, it was like a Rising Star Award oh, yeah? a couple years ago. Um, I haven't won anything for pizza yet because Derek keeps winning. It's so really you, hard to go up against so Derek. you guys go up against each other sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and that's, and that, we'll get to that. I'm going to find out like a little bit more about that because you, because you both got into the competitive side of, of pizza making around the same time, right? Uh, I think, so. yeah, I think it's yeah, right yeah. around. I, I was, uh, you judged my first competition, so was, you scored me really well, so thank you, Peter Reinhardt. I appreciate a, you, bud. Was that a pizza no, it was in New York. It was the first, the, it, was, it was when uh, Norman Nepp won. At the, at the Caputo Cup? At the Caputo Cup. Oh, that was your first so one? So, my first I, one. That wasn't that long ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was 2015, right? Not that long it seems, ago. It seemed that like crazy? just yesterday, but yeah. Crazy. Um, the pandemic years kind of has compressed time. Yeah. I, I was on pizzamaking.com researching. This guy, I, I got invited to come here, came here. Uh, Scott Wiener said, hey, go go get some stuff and make a pizza. I want to try your pizza. I've been watching you, reading about you. I made a pizza in the Marsal booth. John Arena walks up, Scott uh, Wiener, a couple other pizza guys. They ate my pizza, and they're like, Holy crap! You would have won this whole. Do you remember thing, what dude. the pizza was? Just a cheese pizza. Uh-huh. So it was really well fermented. It, well. it was yeah. really oh yeah. And they're like, oh, you would have won this whole thing. You need to compete. Come do. And then John Arena emailed me. He said, you need to come compete in New York at the Snaples at the Caputo Cup. Uh-huh. I said, all right. Caputo Cup. So yeah. I showed up. Got six. Pretty good for a Texas boy with Texas <laughs> water. Uh, um, and that was the competition that Norma won. Norma, Norma won. It was not a professional. Well, she had a little uh, farm market pizza booth. Right. But she was like a like a you know a woman of a certain age. She was not a kid, and nobody really knew her. And she came in perfect. and she just killed it. Perfect, you know, so loved was, it, man. It was awesome. Yeah, I think uh, and Nino was in that same Nino uh, Coniglio, who's like won every award there is. He was in that same competition. She beat him. And it was it was cool that she won. And yeah, every, yeah. Well, yeah, he was well, happy that Texas boy beat him. That wasn't well, yeah. Good. That's just how it goes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, don't mess with Texas, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. So. Uh, so that got you on the road. Again. Got me on the and, road. And on I'm the a, team. You both ended up on the, the yeah. Pizza Champions team, right? Yeah. yeah, natural competitor. I was, you know, high school, college football, dabbled around in a little bit of pro stuff, got beat up. Competitive person. Don't stick me in a competition, dude. I'm going to find out how to beat you. You, you're, you got so, the fire of comp. Do you feel that way too? Are you fiery competitor? you feel like the need to win? Uh, I mean, I, I grew up doing sports as well. So I think I, like Derek had kind of that competitiveness in yeah, me um yeah. i've kind of learned that it's not necessarily about winning or losing it's more about what you learn from it and it's really hard to separate that because you go into it and you're like i want to win i want to win but it's 
it's not really about that anymore. It's more about like, what can I take away from this? How can I, how can I do better? Yeah. And yeah. that that's winning for me. That's winning. Well, I wanting like. to win is drives you to do things better. You know, if it's oh kinda, heck yeah, yeah, yeah. But for some people, it's like you know, I kind of like it's kind of that accomplishment, and then they're just like, okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. So I think I've I've learned to separate that and learn to learn. I think too, like when you get around these competitors, they're really passionate about making pizza. Um, the, the attention to detail and, and how far they go to win is tremendous. I'm one of those kind of weird people. But you have to to compete with some of the best, and that makes you better, right? So some of the stuff they do, you take it back home and you take it to your restaurant. So you saturate yourself with all of these great pizza makers and all of these great minds, and you take what's good and throw out what's bad. Yeah. And you bring that home, and it's really, we win when we're making a bunch of money in our pizzeria, right? Right. We're going, we're sitting on a beach while our pizzeria is making a bunch of money. That's a big win. That's a win for me, right? If it's winning a, a plate, that's cool. If that adds to that happening, I'm good for it, you know. And, and competing with great competitors, whether you win the award or not, just being there and being able to absorb the, Dude, what you learn from watching these. These people are our friends. Yeah. You know, and, when we're on the table against each other, we're going at it. But, but they're our they friends. Also be we're very colleagues. Inspiring. We're learning from each other. Steel star- sharpening steel. It's yeah. good, man. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, how, that's, that's a product. So that's an athlete happen. talking right there. There's somebody yeah. who's, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. That's what we do, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you're both, you're you're. Are you both native Texans? Yes. So yep. you grew up in Texas, yep. but are you able to incorporate any Texas 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 food influences in the pizzas that you make? Yeah. And how my, do you do my that? My pizza what, what has a twang when you talk to it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. I, you know where I'm at. So a lot of Hispanic culture. So we'll do pizza with chorizo on it, jalapeno, uh-huh. cilantro. Because you're right down in San, San Antonio. With Selma, so northeast San Antonio, right up 35. Yeah, so you're so pretty, pretty just deep. Just right outside. Um, in Texas, yeah. We can we can do a lot of stuff. Barbacoa on pizza. We've done a barbacoa big red pizza, messing around. They have a barbacoa big red festival. You know, we can do stuff and get away with it. So, but... And I think Nicole has something, or she wanted to kind of come up with a Texas pizza, right? Oh my God, yeah! I've been like dying. See, I've been dying to do like a Texas style pizza because there isn't. I get asked this frequently yeah. by many people of like, so what's the like Texas style pizza? I'm like, there isn't a Texas style pizza, and to throw barbecue on a pizza is not a Texas style pizza. I'm sorry, all you Texans out there, but it's not. It's fine to do it. I have no problems with it. I mean, we do barbecue style pizza all the time, but it doesn't it doesn't set it apart. You know how like Chicago has seven different styles of pizza and each of them are very different in their own way. And that is, that differentiates like what a style is. It's about the crust. It's about the toppings. It's about the regionality of it, but there's a history there. And we don't, we don't have that in Texas. I want to ask you a question. What would you do as a, as a base for a Texas style crust? That's a great question. (laughs) Well, that's it is a good question because I, I was going to say this is a great thought exercise for us. Is is okay if we had if it's our task to create a Texas style pizza the way that there's a Detroit style and a St. Louis right. style and a Chicago style and a New York style. What would it be? What would it look like? What would it taste like? And I would think personally, I would think that one of the elements of a Texas style crust would ha- include either some masa or corn or some kind of you know. Native, native 
See, I think like Texas toast, maybe. Oats? Texas toast. Toast. You know, like a thick piece of cornbread style. Texas something, right? So we can all collaborate and figure that one out together. That could be that could be a fun thing to do. It could be our mission now to to create the next great pizza style the quote and then texas you have to style. sell it you got to convince everybody to, but then do we can we have, and can we wait the 20 or so years for it to incubate in texas before it breks out yeah and then texas. i'll be like that tyrant style guy going i told you you saw my gun 20, yeah. 1986 yeah. it's coming you should have stayed should have listened stayed, to me you're right, right that's right, what'll right. happen well what would you do if uh, what are you thinking I mean, yeah, I think that it's it's legit. What to would say, I do? What crust would I do? What but base? I get, because yeah, because we have to start with the crust. If we're going to make a style, yep. it really begins with the crust, not the toppings. Yeah, the toppings are just got to be Mexican, cowboy, right? Hippie, Austin, San Antonio. It's, have some crunch. It can't be a soft one. For me, like when you eat it, it's got to be like, oh, this is. It's, a, he, it's head, like he, heavy. Yeah. Not like. A lot of toppings like, on there. Like your accent. Substantial. Substantial, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't have a heavy accent. <laughs> <laughs> would, That's, yeah, but, it has to, it's got to be heavy, but, but like, it's got to be hearty. Like, yeah, you got to have a hearty yeah, pizza, like a barbecue sandwich, man, right? Yeah. All that meat and sauce and onion and pickles. What, and you, what kind of crust could we make, could we create that would kind of define and we'll use new york water peter yeah, That's what water. <laughs> we get we, what kind of water do you have in texas where do you get where does the water come from in texas is it underground water we have, we have the aquifer yeah, you guys have aquifers that's yeah, great water i've done all the measurements great on water. i mean well i'm like 45 minutes from the coast so yeah yeah, yeah. there's a lot of lime in our water uh it's not great pretty hard lime yeah, yeah. it's hard water so do you have to salt do you treat it at yes. all to use it yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so, but getting back to the crust. So, if there's going to be a Texas, I could. Here we got two Texans. Let's create something that nobody's yeah, man, ever do done yet. Uh, the, Nicole Bean's going to win the next world championship with yeah, Texas. Yeah, you're going to you're going to show up at one of the competitions with with a pie yeah. no one's seen before. Yeah, Texas style. Go, All the judges what be like, what? What's this? this? Oh, I wow. got to know how to do this, you know. Yeah. And then before you know it, it goes national, and you can say, yeah, it started right here in Texas. So, so I don't know. I'm I'm just thinking oh, I out, out loud. A Detroit yeah. style with like corn in it. Like a cornbread like, Detroit, like, like, a, like chunks of corn. There is yeah, a chunks of chunks of with the sweet. The would it yeah. be corn corn, sweet corn, or would it be like polenta style corn? No, or, it has to be like sweet. Corn. You gotta have sweet corn. Yeah. In the crust itself. In the crust. Yeah. Wow. Well, that would certainly it would be hard to get it. Polenta in our area, do you? Uh, could it be? Could it be smoked corn? Could it be corn that's been roasted? Uh, corn roasted. Would be good. You're roasted, roasted and, and has a little char in it yeah, and everything. Yeah. 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 Okay. Something so, like that. And then so that you line the pan with that. That becomes almost part of the base. And then when you bake it, all that would it be in a pan? Would yeah. it be a pan pizza? It'd have to be a pan, yeah. yeah. Okay. Would, 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 for fat, would we use like uh, uh, lard, lard or something else? Huh? Lard. Lard would be. Yeah. That would that would be authentic. Bacon lard, son. Bacon, bacon lard. Bacon lard. So it'd be a little smoky. It'd be interesting, right? right? We're getting, we're creating something. We're working. Here we go. This, you're gonna, right. you're gonna be a judge back there, going. I'm gonna. I, I gotta pretend like I don't know who this is, but this is badass, right? <laughs> so I want to see it next year's competition. Right. I want to see somebody. You know, That'd be pretty cool. It? A pizza that. Let's do when, it. When, and when they say, "What do you call it?" You say, "It's, it's Texas, Texas style." You're Texas style. A Texas pan. In a Texas shaped pan. <laughs> so it's you, on. And so if you would have it's like on. a. Hey, hon, find us a Texas shaped pan on on Amazon. It's on. I don't know if it would necessarily need like a frito. You know, like I don't know if it would need that. No frico, like a cornbread side, like a little yeah, but but a, but a crunchy like cornbread that side. Yeah. Crisp edge to it. I don't know. 
know. I'm really big on cornbread. I love cornbread. Let's do it. We'll figure it out. Me too. That, I, I think that you want you've a slice got a, now, don't a you? start on an idea. If you could just just take it to the next level. The next time we have, we get you on Pizza Quest, we're going to say, okay, where is the Texas pizza now we'll do it. In, in, in its evolution? And, I'll come to and H-E-B when is it, with you, bro. And when will, or, the, when will it debut? We'll do a little show, put some, put some op- apricot on that sucker. We'll be good. Dude. I think that would be a good exercise for anybody who's listening, no matter where they live, to think about is where I live. If there isn't already a definitive pizza where I live, because some people are already living in a city like Detroit or Chicago. But if I'm living somewhere that doesn't have one, what could I? What would I create that would put yeah. my my area on the map for having created a distinctive? Yeah, you know, even in Pennsylvania, there's you know a couple of different styles of yeah. pizza that that tried to break out of those areas, but they don't. They stay right there. But and sometimes a pizza needs years and years to to uh, incubate before it breaks out of the cocoon. But with events like Pizza Expo, where you have competitions. That's another way that something can accelerate its pace if it's ready, if its time is, if its time has come. Yeah, like, like this, it has this is a good this is a good pizza. test yeah. for it for sure. It's like Texas is so hard because uh, it's such a big state, and where yeah, where where Derek is is vastly different from where I am. Um, Houston's a very international city, so we have a lot of. Asian influence, a lot of French influence. I mean, we have people from all over the world, so there's not really like a very set way. Like Derek talks about doing chorizo and jalapeno and having like a lot of spices. Yep. They they have a lot of Hispanic influence down there. We do too, but it's not as predominant. Yeah. 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 It's a big state, so yeah. So it's, it's really hard to like pinpoint like this is the one that defines us all. Yes. You can't define the whole state of Texas it's by one really thing. It's really challenging. Yeah. We're going to try. We're, we're try right there could be a southeast Texas style, an eastern Texas style. But yeah. we're no alligator like, in it. All. You yeah. never know. We got oh, something. my God. Putting alligator on pizza would be crazy. I'll do it. I'll do it. Texas with alligator pizza. Oh, my God. Whatever. That would be fucking but, crazy. But without the crust, you can, it doesn't matter what, what you put on top. Exactly. So unless you're going to put alligator in the crust, which I don't <laughs> Maybe alligator uh, cracklings. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got some alligator tail cracklings. Oh, I don't know about that. Um, Maybe we'll figure it we'll out. Figure it out. <laughs> well, well, I look forward to that. That'd be fun. It'd be kind of, it's kind of fun brainstorming, yeah, the yeah. creating something out of nothing, uh, which is a, kind of a, another thing that's going on in the pizza world right now is that that the creativity abounds. That that everybody is free. Maybe in, over the last few years, everyone's become free to think outside the box and to not have to be bound by the, these are the rules. Traditional pizza means this. We still have those rules for all the categories and the competitions. There's the, the what is it? There's traditional, traditional, there's non-traditional, pan, pan, and and Neapolitan. And Neapolitan, yeah. Those are the kind of the main ones. Yeah, and they've gotten stricter over the years. I mean, last yeah, year was traditional very hard. It's gotten harder. Traditional very hard. I mean, last year was the first time that we actually I did Neapolitan um, last year at competition. That was the first year ever that they made us weigh out the dough. Yeah, and I mean, usually you'll find that in Italy, but not here. Huh. So I, I think that, like the rules are changing, but I think they're getting better. But then, if you have a really good st- structured rule set, then it, you can be creative within that rule set. It forces you to become more creative, to think creatively, and not just kick back to the old cliche, right. you know, right. uh, pepperoni pizza or whatever. Yeah. 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 And so. Yeah, like I, my tradition was caramelized onion with veal and pork sausage. Right, so sweet and spicy and salty, and it, you know, I try to get those elements in my pizza. So it's a hard. It, it sounds super easy, but it's it was kind of hard well, to pull since off. Since you brought that up, let's talk about the pizza that's in, that you created okay. for the book. All right. cool. uh, and um, 
maybe tell to the tellers, let me have that sheet of paper there because that's so, got my notes. There you go. Named it the Rita Bella after my mom. Rita my Bella. mom's Italian, yeah. Northern yeah. Italian. She grew up in, uh, she grew up during World War II, and she used to sit in the apricot trees and cherry trees and watch bombs drop. And they thought that was really cool. They had no idea what it was. So my mom loved bacon as well. Wow. So um, I was putting together a pizza. I went to your class. I came home after your class. It was in it was at HEB. You were teaching class on focaccia. Yeah. I went, and then you put some uh, Morello cherry preserve on the focaccia, and I said, "Wait a minute, that's that's kind of good. Let me let me kind of mess with that, you know." And I got that Morello cherry, probably about six, seven jars. HEB you owe me some money, <laughs> and I started messing with them. I'm like it, it was too tart for you what I was trying to do. So you still have six of those jars left. You know? So I got yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I got some uh, apricots, apricot preserve, that's and started right. yeah. messing with it. And uh, dude, you it, made the leap. Yeah, you, know, you figured out. Okay, it didn't work with the tray, but I could make it work with apricot. Right. My wife, I was like, "Hey, try this, try this." So I got. I was using crackers just to try. You know, like some Ritz crackers. Uh-huh. I put a piece of bacon and then some apricot preserves, and she was like, "Oh, this is it. This is go. it." And then I started making it um, and really getting into the fermentation of Roman high hydration dough. Roman. I said, "I think this is a perfect base for this style of topping." So they opened up a Roman competition. Texas boy goes in there and beats a bunch of Italians, <laughs> and they were not happy. But that's that's life. You did this where in in Italy? Oh, I came. It was at the first Roman competition here, here at Expo. At Expo, okay. And Poselli sent their team, I think, Orlando yeah. Foods, and they paid all these Italians to come. And when oh, when, yeah. when I won, I think oh, they're like oh. two people clapped for me. They're like, uh, yeah, because this son of a bitch. Yeah, right, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's right. Yeah, they, they just canceled the Roman. Don't let a Texan win a Roman pizza, right? That's right. But it's kind of like Tony winning the Neapolitan in, in, yeah. in Naples, you know? Yeah, they don't, they don't like to lose. Yeah, they Tony, really it's funny because Tony, Tony came up to me and goes, you just beat like the best people in the world. Good job, baby. You kicked their ass. <laughs> yeah. I said, thank you, bro. That's, he could relate that's to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he really, he thought that was awesome, you know? So that pizza that I made he, here at Expo when I won, it was phenomenal, dude. It was like light as air. There, everything was perfect. Now, the pizza, was, pizza the gods book, were laughing. Or is the pizza in the book modeled on the one that you won the competition with? Say again? Is the pizza in the book? This, the uh, I had to make it. This is a different picture. No, but I, but I mean, the, yes, the, yeah, the this pizza is the one, is I, the model, the one this, that you entered. This is the one I made at the competition, and, yeah. And so uh, the, the Rita Bella is basically what you won the competition with. That's what I won the competition with. And, and so the unique qualities within that, aside from a great crust, was that you had okay let's go back through the, some of those so the apricot and bacon so i fermented my crust with apricots wow so i did a ferment i did a, a fruit starter right i created a pullish with it and then added that to my dough so it was super high hydration anyways and then i fermented it that way wow. so it kind of had this hint of like apricot liqueur right honey it had a little light hint of this Alcohol. He's checking with his wife, who's watching. Who's, who's I just, I'm trying to, to remember the flavor, but you know that the alcohol behind every sugars. Behind pizza maker, there's a, yeah. the, the wife who, the, who made it. The happen. alcohol sugars that are produced when we're fermenting it, it fermented these nice alcohol sugars. Yeah. When I fermented it with that fruit, so that was so unique. when the judge ate it, he goes, "Did you put like apricot liquor in this?" Or not? I said, "No, it's just fermented with apricot." And he goes, "Oh wow!" And I, oh yeah, I got him. Yeah, I, right, I knew right. I had him. He, he blew right. him away. Yeah. And so the crust Definitely had points this, for creativity right there. Yeah. This, this crust had this apricot ferment flavor in it. It was just, it was really good, man. And I then, got so lucky because when you turn one in like that, you know yeah. you have a real chance. Yeah. And so what was on top? 
uh, it was I used um, I used Fontina, which has that smoky nutty flavor, uh-huh. right? Um, I used a little bit of fresh. No, I used uh, some fresh mots, uh, the Fontina, a little bit of roasted pecan. Um, I wanted to add that more nutty flavor to the Fontina. Um, some rocket arugula, some sweet basil, my peppered bacon. That peppered bacon was smoked, and we did that bacon. That's right. And then the apricot preserve. So I bought the apricot preserve for that one. I didn't home make that one. So. Yeah. Wow. What a what a concept, right? You talk about swinging for the fences. Sweet, spicy, yeah. salty. Yeah, going for all the flavor notes. That's yeah. right. And and you nailed it. Perfect crust. And I got lucky and nailed one. And and the Italians won't talk to you anymore. No, they have a picture of me on their wall, bro. With a, with a big, you know, yeah, a big, big yeah. old bullseye, yeah, bullseye on, it. on it. Yeah, kill well, Sanchez. So Nicole, you entered yesterday the uh, or today you entered the um, tri- uh, Neapolitan category or tri- traditional? I did the uh, pan division this year. Pan division, yes, here? Oh, yeah. Oh, you I, don't know the results yet. No, I don't know the results yet. No, I just kind of got dumped into it. My husband registered us all, and uh, that was the one I was in. So I had a, actually Rob Cervoni text me, and he was like, "Hey, I saw you're in pan." I was like, "I am." <laughs> you didn't even know. So no, I I honestly like it. It was kind of a last minute. I had no plans to compete this year, honestly. Yeah. You're more relaxed. You're like, let's go. No, this whole show's been really chaotic. So what was your pizza? <laughs> what was the? What was the uh, uh, I did a, a beet dough and with beet juice. Or beet um yeah, cold? so I roasted beets and then I uh, basically kind of pureed them in water with a emulsion blend. Wow. Um, so it's pink. And Inherently. then you poured that as your liquid into the into the flour. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So you hydrated the dough with beet liquid, yes. beet puree. Yeah, about seventy two percent hydration. Wow. Yeah. That must have tasted uniquely original. You know, it doesn't taste very beety no. at all. No, I mean a lot of the a lot of that flavor gets baked out um, once once you bake. So there's not a whole lot to it, you know. Yeah. Well, it's, it sounds, it's fine. I'm, so I wish I would have been there for the for the unveiling of that one. Did you? Could you tell when you presented the pizza mm-hmm. and it, reactions? Do you get a sense when you're in these competitions from the way they, they the judges look at it or the or the, the audience looks at it? Whether you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I I had to push out my dough in front of the uh, judges this morning um, so they could see that I'm not like par baking. They want to see you push it out, kind of like they do in Italy. And um, I was walking around with it because I didn't want to leave it anywhere. And I kind of set it over next to one of the booths where it was a little warmer because I was cooking in one of the booths this morning. And um, people kept stopping me like, what is that? What is it? And as I was making it, uh, people kept you know, swarming around, asking a lot of questions. What is it? You know, it's pink. So it's, it's really like, what is that? Yeah. It's a kind of a wow factor. Uh, I know it could have gone a little bit further in the fermentation process because... Kind of, I'm sure you can answer this question. In fact, I've been dying to ask you, um, it, it, because I w- did tests on this previous to this, not because I was practicing for this, but because I made this randomly. I had extra beets. I didn't want to waste them, but if it didn't ferment long enough, it lost the coloration in the middle once it was baked, which I found very odd. So one test I did was in like an eight-hour fermentation. When it baked, it was yellow in the middle pink on the outside after about 24 to 36 hours it baked pink all the way through same process just longer fermentation huh. and I'm not sure why it does that okay see I knew Dr. Derek would know so Dr. Sanchez is going to get he'll break that down for us well, at some I don't point know. we'll do it yeah. but, but as you know 
Peter, we gotta, we have to bake our dough when it's mature. Yes. Right, past maturity. I see that's what a lot of people don't understand. They let their dough go past maturity, it over ferments or it's under fermented. Yeah. We have to do what the French and Germans do and if we're gonna make the best bread in the world. Right. Or like Peter Reinhardt, yes, best that, bread in the, the world. The timing has to we, be just right. Yeah. It is, man. So we have to know our dough enough to know when it's mature. And when it's mature, it's ready to go. And it's not gonna wait on you sometimes. There you go. There you go. Well, we could talk about this all day. We could geek out about it. I think our, that we're being drowned out by the the end of the day They're playing pizza music party. as the break. Well, Today is the, 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 the wind down pizza party for everybody. So uh, why don't we, uh, we'll reconvene another time on another episode of, of Pizza Quest. But I want to thank both of you for joining us today for the first stages of creating a definitive Texas pizza, which we're going to see Yeehaw. develop over the next year or so. I want to see it in competition. And, uh, you know, good luck on the, on the current competition that you're in. And uh, and also, are you going You're going to Naples for the competition? Yes, I'll be going to Naples. Are you going to Naples? Okay. We'll see. And you're competing okay. in Naples? Yeah, I'm competing in Naples. So that's coming up in just a few weeks. No, so that one's, the next one in a few weeks is Parma. Naples oh, that's will be in June. June. In June. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you got a little time are to get that one Naples, ready. Are you going to Naples, Peter? I, unfortunately not. I wish, but right. no. No, um, I don't get to try. I, hey, I don't get to get all this. What you do for the pizza community? Yeah, and my pleasure. It I means get to, a lot. You know, I, read I get your a lot book of joy out of it. Many years ago, American Pie, right? I, that's how you start. Yeah. And uh, it's just thank you for what you do, man. It really means thank a lot you. to us, man. Thank you. Well, thank you guys for being a big part of this exciting pizza community. You know, this is I call this, the people that come here is sort of part of a large tribe, and it's a it's the, the tribe of pizza freaks. And yeah. oh yeah, and it's very very generous and very. Uh, I don't know. It's family. It's a it's really family yeah, feeling here. No doubt. So uh, I'm just still honored to be a part of it myself. Yeah. Well, thank and you so, so much. Keep up the great work. And uh, thank you all for listening to Pizza Quest. Join us again next week for another episode. And uh, Derek and Nicole, best of success going forward. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Pizza Quest. A number of the conversations you will hear this season were recorded over a two-day period during the 2023 International Pizza Expo held in Las Vegas, Nevada. These recordings would not have been possible without the help of many people and our generous underwriters, but I'd like to take a moment now to especially thank some of the unsung heroes. My Pizza Quest partners, Jeff Michael and Brad English, our HRN recording producer, Liam Werner, as well as HRN's Matt Patterson and Joanna Garnett Ripold, and also Alexander Mortati of Orlando Foods, who organized and coordinated the schedules of many of our guests to get them to our recording table throughout the expo. Thank you to all of you. Pizza Quest is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.